Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1296, air date August 24th, 2023. Welcome everyone, this is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Uh, this is our town hall. We do two of them every Thursdays, our open house, I'm sorry. Um, at 11 a.m. we do it every Thursday. And if you want to sign up, you want to tell your friends to sign up, you can tell people right now and then go to vashiva.com slash orientation. We do one at 11 a.m. and we do it again at 8 p.m. Um, given that I'm running for president, also um, at 8 p.m. we do what's called a town hall. And people can go to shiva, numeral for president.com slash town hall to sign up. Um, whenever we do these open houses as we do in the morning, uh, it's really intended for our veterans who are part of the movement for truth, freedom, health. It's also for new people and it's also an opportunity for people to build community. Um, and the way that people find out about our, our open houses and town hall is purely organic. Um, we will do videos online on social media. Some of you may have seen those. You tweet it out to other people. Or you share it with other people. But we don't take out any major advertising. This is all um, truly grounds up and uh, largely uh, bought to you, brought to you by your efforts. So anyway, that's what I want to give. Um, and each town hall or open house, I'd like to take a topic that is very, very important. Um, and it's to educate people on some very fundamental principles. Um, today's thing uh, that we're going to talk about, you know, what I wanted to title it is really um, Big Pharma's, you know, new brown noser, Viveka Snake. Okay. That's what I want to talk about. He's, they had to go find a brown guy because they know you're looking at someone who's been anti and the purpose of this character is to be the front man for big pharma and so i want to walk you through the uh, through this process very carefully and the process really is us it's really really insulting what they're doing to everyday people the small set of people at the top control who gets visibility who gets to be presented as people's fake heroes and to manipulate people to have faith in this swarm or the establishment. And all of this is being done, again, if you keep the eye on the prize, to ensure that all of you, all of us, do not get off our butts and go offline and build a bottoms-up movement. What is a bottoms-up movement? What is a movement? Why is a movement important? The reason a movement is important is when the elites do crushing things like they did in 2020, that we are able to mobilize very, very fast to stop them versus reacting and running around complaining and whining. That is why you need a movement. Let me repeat that again. A movement is an infrastructure. It is a community. It is a conscious set of people who understand political dynamics that can be mobilized in a microsecond when those in power attack us working people. And the existence of a movement has not been there for many, 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 many years. You could argue centuries. And it has not been there because those in power have become very, very clever to ensure that any type of movement gets extinguished very quickly or people get distracted to follow fake leaders who speak the words of, in fact, they'll use the word movement, they'll use the word revolution, 
but their intention is to make sure that you don't get off your butts and build a movement, but get distracted. And this has been a recurrent part of history, and this is why they're suffering. The suffering is being caused because many of us do not understand this dynamic that takes place. And so I want to talk about what's going on right now. Right in front of your eyes is many of you know that I'm of Indian origin, right? You know, I'm an American citizen. When people look at me, they see a brown guy. I mean, that's what I am, right? And uh, a guy like me was leading the movement, is leading the movement for Truth, Freedom, Health starting in 2020. You can go look back, about a half a billion people knew that they had a real warrior, a fighter in me and our movement. We were the first to expose Fauci, ran the Fire Fauci campaign. We are the first to object to lockdowns, ran many, many demonstrations. We were the first to expose election systems issues. We were the first to expose the fact that government and social media companies are in an unholy alliance, all in bare view in 2020 when it mattered. And during that period, all of the establishment concealed our findings, but they were unfortunate for them. They failed because a half a billion people came to know about us. And this became a serious conundrum for those in power. They're like, holy shit, this brown guy over here and his movement for truth, freedom, health is getting out the word. We need to move fast. Why? Because they realized that we understood the principles of building a movement as illustrated in System and Revolution. We were educating people from a scholarly standpoint, from an intellectual standpoint, why you need to build a movement. What is a movement? We had laid down the infrastructure of an online university, of online infrastructure, so you guys could interact. And it's a global movement. And we reached, as of now, about a half a million people in 120 countries. This has never occurred before, ever, in human history. And this became very, very dangerous. So when a real movement like ours comes from below, historically, the establishment has been very clever to either fascistly destroy it, or more recently, about the last 50 years, they create fake heroes who mouth the words of our movement, who mimic us, but it's all just theater. And all of this is done to ensure that all of us do not get off our butts and help grow this movement. Because anytime we became true rabble-rousers, didn't follow their rules, didn't try to be diplomatic, that is when real change occurred. They do not want us talking among ourselves and building a bottoms-up movement. So for God's sake, keep that, uh, that as the eye on the prize. They don't want Doris going to neighbor to neighbor, handing out a flyer. They don't want Anne. They don't want Kinara. They don't want Gita. They don't want any of you taking action on your own. They want you glued to some fake hero. So in the last 15 years, you can see how they've done this quite effectively. And I'm going to talk about what's happening out real time. Well, they created a guy called Obama. I mean, the, literally, the guy was created overnight. They knew the American working class in this country, black and white, was done. They were getting, after the Bush era, people were very, very angry. So they went and found this guy called Obama. He was supported by the Pritzker family of Chicago, very wealthy family. The Dailies, if you go look at the history of Chicago, it's run by a mobster family called the Dailies, D-A-L-E-Y-S. They always control politics. They also were behind this machine. And overnight, Obama, a one-term senator, gets to be president. Okay? Now, just think about that. I just want you to think about that. 
the United States of America, the most powerful country, quote unquote, the most powerful country in the world with all its weapons. Do you think that they're going to just let anybody run that country? Just think about that. Just let that settle in. How does a guy as a one-term senator overnight come to run the most powerful country on the planet with all its nuclear weapons, with military might? That's not done by an individual. That's done by a machine, a very powerful machine. So Obama was brought in because the swarm, as we call it, or the elites are watching through all types of surveillance systems how people are feeling, their emotions. And they knew people were losing faith in the government. So they created a black guy, black and white guy, actually as much white as he's black, okay? Um, and they promoted him. Massive amounts of billions of dollars behind that brand. And they made him president. And, do, and what he promised, if you remember, his slogan was hope, H-O-P-E. Do you remember that? It was hope. And 57% of people who voted for Trump in 2016 voted for Obama then, white working class people. So they really corralled everyone to have hope for this guy. And over the next eight years, epitomized by the fact in 2008, he basically bailed out the biggest four banks in the world who were, who were basically going under. And if you remember that, Lehman Brothers crash. The economy had crashed. All these banks had done loans upon loans upon loans they should never have done. And he came in, printed $8 trillion in two terms and saved the big banks. And at the suffering of the other, you know, 200 million odd working people in the United States. So he sold them out. All right. But that was his job. You say that was his job. All right. Is that clear? That was his job. No one suddenly becomes a president of the United States. No one gets to go on air overnight and get that much visibility. And I can tell you because, you know, one of my degrees is in media. You know, I've run my own companies. I know what it takes when you build a product to get in front of the audience. Either you have to do your own cold calls, which is what I used to do, or you have a big sugar daddy who buys you TV advertising. No one becomes successful. And I was, because of my sheer hard work, many of my companies became successful because I used to do my own cold calls. Literally pick up the phone and I call. Most of these people are lazy. They don't do that. All of these Silicon Valley companies overnight that become successes, Google, Facebook, they have billions of dollars behind them to just pummel people with advertising. And you or I don't have that. You start a Google equivalent or Facebook, you're never going to make it because you won't have the marketing power. They do. And they call it the cost of customer acquisition. They know to get one eyeball, it may cost them 20 bucks. So if you want to get... 100 million eyeballs, you're going to have to spend $2 billion in advertising. They have it all calculated. All right. So Obama was created, manufactured, thrust on the working people of this country so they wouldn't rise up and build a bottoms up movement. And he fucked them in those eight years. Right. You remember, everyone remember this? He saved all those banks. It was a midnight hour. They were going to crash and he gave them all free money. Okay. Money that came from the hides of working people. So the working people, particularly the white working class, was done. 
So now they needed someone else to manipulate him. Well, it was between Hillary and Trump. Hillary had too much baggage, so they selected Trump. And you have to go back and look at the marketing messages of Trump. They were manufactured. Lock her up. That's a Madison Avenue ma marketing message. Drain the swamp, a marketing message, right? And, and build the wall. By the way, none of which got done. Not any one of those got done. These were marketing messages pummeled, marketed, billions of dollars behind it to subdue the white working class in the United States to follow some messiah, the great white hope this time, Donald fucking Trump. And what did he do over those four years? He made sure that people were subdued, made complacent, and they waited every day to think he was going to do something different. But he didn't. Just as Obama saved big banks, Trump was brought in to save big pharma. And you really, really need to get this. And you need you all of you need to be able to explain this. As someone who is in the field of biological engineering, pharmaceutical revenue sales were going down for the last 10 years until Trump came in. Pharmaceutical companies were losing top line revenue. Please explain this to your friends. Okay? Pharmaceutical companies were losing revenue. Why? Because when they develop drugs, they do it in a medieval way. They just throw shit against the wall. And if something sticks, then they market it. And they had thrown so much shit against the wall over the last 40 years, they didn't have any more shit to throw against the wall. So even the FDA was not approving their drugs because of the side effects. And many, many people do not know about this. So pharmaceutical sales were coming down. Trump comes in, he pushes a vaccine, and their sales do the typical V pattern when someone comes and saves them. That's what happened. You can go look at it. Pfizer sales went from you know, 65 billion down to 40, and then they do a direct reversal, they go to 80 and 100 billion. So just remember that. You can draw those diagrams for your friends. So Trump was brought in, keep the eye on the prize, to save big pharma and to keep the white working class in the United States quiet and subdued, castrated. And that was his job, period. And he executed that flawlessly. Everything else around that is all bullshit. Keep the eye on the prize. A multi-trillion dollar industry was failing. He was brought in to bring it back up. It was going right into a nosedive and he did this for them. Is that clear? What Trump did for big pharma, Obama did for big banks. What Obama did for big banks, Trump did for big pharma. And that is what this entire thing was. In fact, it goes way beyond that. He also made sure 600 billionaires increased their wealth by $2.3 trillion. He made sure his son-in-law's daughter got $2 billion loans from Saudi Arabia. He printed $8 trillion in one term. So we have to really absorb this. Because the media is very, very powerful. They spend tons of money at major institutions like MID, watching your eyeballs, watching how they can manipulate your brain, your frontal lobe. They have massive amount of behavioral psychologists to manipulate people. They spend a lot of money on this. Tremendous amounts of money to manipulate you. Propaganda manipulation. Yes, elections are selections. Obama was a selection. Trump was also a selection. 
Then, you know, they wanted to sort of quiet things down. They bring this fool called Biden in and he's just executing the same policies that Trump did. He took Pfizer's revenue from 80 billion to 100 billion and so on. All right. Now they need to do some more entertainment because people are like, what the fuck is going on? This guy is a fool talking about Biden. So now they have to create more theater. Why? Because they know our movement in 2020 and they know us. They know us very, very well. Is the one that exposed all of this in 2020. We exposed it and we were not tied to any wing of the establishment. Our movement was not tied to the Republicans or Democrats. We were tied with loyalty to us, working people. So we always told the truth. We, we had to go and expose Trump. We had to go and expose um, Robert Booby F. and Kennedy Jr. We had to expose all of these charlatans. We had to do the dirty work of no different than a custodian cleaning up the shit. That fell upon us. It was a dirty job. But we did it because of our loyalty to us, working people. And we always did it at the right time. We exposed Fauci at the right time. We exposed the lockdowns at the right time. Fucker Carlson didn't. Joe Rogan didn't. Trump didn't. Booby effing Kennedy didn't. We did it. And all those people's names, they're not one of us. They all, Tucker Carlson, Fucker Carlson comes from the Swanson family. You know, those uh, TV dinners, very wealthy family. Trump never worked really a day in his life ever. And you go down the list, these people are all part of the swarm. They are not one of us. And please write that down. These people are not one of us. Again, brainwashing. They have these people say enough things. So you think, oh, they're one of us. Ooh, Trump wore a hard hat. He must work on construction sites. Ooh, Joe Rogan, you know, he's a boxer. Well, he, he he's owned by Spotlight. Okay, uh, sorry, Spotify. They do enough things, say enough things to manipulate people. So they saw me in this face, in this visage, in this physiognomy and our movement. Wow, there's a brown guy and he's winning a lot of eyeballs. What do we do? So they created this fucking brown turd, Vivek the snake. Who is this guy? Where did he come from? Well, first of all, if you know anything about, you know, you know, I use the caste system. By the way, the caste system in India was you're the top caste called the Brahmins and all the other people and the Shudras. We were considered Shudras at the bottom line. But the caste system was actually breaking away. Indians were breaking away from it. And it was reimposed by the British. A lot of people don't know this. To keep Indians very well organized. Now, this fool Vivek's family comes from not only the Brahmins, but the Brahmins of the Brahmins, which means they think they're better than you. No different than Elon Musk, who's a Brahmin. He grew up in South Africa. The 0.1% controlling the other 99.9%. He thinks it's better than you. Trump thinks he's better than you. Um, uh, Fucker Carlson thinks he's better than you. The Kennedys think they're better than you. You see, we have a global caste system, a global Brahmanical caste system. In fact, in Boston, they call it the Boston Brahmins. I hope you're understanding this. It is no longer Brahmins refers to people from India. There's a global Brahmanical caste system of a small set of people, multiracial, global, distributed, what I call the swarm. And they believe in their heart of hearts that they are better than you. 
and that you are supposed to be taken advantage of and that you are so dumb that one day they can say one thing and the next day they can say something else and you'll have absolute amnesia. It's pretty sick. But the sickening thing is, are we going to fall for this over and over and over again? How many speeches will I have to do to educate people on this? That's the real fundamental question. Why is it that we, in a recurrent process of history, accept these fucking morons? Why? And let me talk about this fucking brown noser, Vivek the Snake. Let me take start begin, beginning with one event. First of all, the guy goes to Harvard and then to Yale. Let me tell you about Yale. Yale is not a normal. Have you, how many people have been to Yale University in New Haven? If you go there, it looks like you're at Cambridge University in London or Oxford. Okay? It has a certain feel. And it is in the center. And if you leave the compound of Yale, it's all crime. It's in one of the most poorest cities in the United States, New Haven, Connecticut. So all these elites go there. And when you go to Yale, if you're accepted, they don't accept everyone, by the way. They create a dossier on you. They only allow in, member, they literally create a dossier, just like they do at Oxford. Because they allow people in who will fall in line. Ron DeSantis went to Yale. No one just gets accepted into Yale. You know, MIT, you got to at least know how to do math problems, okay? They'll bring in engineers. But Yale, it is like the elites of the elites, right? Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton. And Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton went to Yale Law School, okay? So this is a cabal. So this fool, Vivek the Snake, goes into Yale after going to Harvard, got a biology degree, and gets a Harvard Law degree, uh, Yale Law degree. Then he became becomes a Soros fellow, speaks at the WEF multiple times, and then starts then starts a pharmaceutical company after he worked at a hedge fund. What is a hedge fund? A hedge fund is all your friends from the elite schools all get together. They get other people's money and they invest in and they make money. It's all one big golf club. That's what it is. They don't have to work, guys. These people have never worked. They've never built anything. They've never suffered. They know nothing about suffering. They go to places like Yale. They're in the club. They're set for life. So please understand this. All right. So this fool starts a pharma company. And what does he do? So here's number one example, why he's a big pharma brown nosing piece of shit. And many of you know that I've over and over, when we launched our campaign in April of this year, we started with a simple graph. We said that the life expectancy of the United States is going down like this. It's literally a parabola going down. That means your child will have a lower life expectancy than you. And that should be a big wake up call. And our campaign for truth, freedom and health is the only one talking about this. Am I right? No one else is talking about that graph. So since 1980, the graph has gone like this. And by the way, that pattern will repeat in Finland. It'll repeat in Australia. It'll repeat in it's going to happen everywhere. OK, in England, et cetera. And that curve is not something that just occurred in the last three years. It's been going on for the last 70 years because the elites have colluded to create policies 
and inf and corrupt infrastructure that doesn't give a damn about you. The legal infrastructure is corrupt. The academic research institution is corrupt. The uh, the uh, entrepreneurial infrastructure is corrupt. The funding, all of it's corrupt. And that graph tells you, informs you that we need a systems overhaul. We need to burn it all to the ground. It's all corrupt, guys. You don't, you can't reform it. You can't reform it. In November 16, 2018, all members of the U.S. Congress, every single one of them, all 450 plus of them, and every U.S. Senator, all 100 plus of them, and Donald fucking Trump, all voted for the creation of CISA, which destroyed the First Amendment. All of them did it together. It's right in front of you. So this Vivek the Snake, a scumbag, after he starts a pharmaceutical company, and by the way, when you really do innovation, which is what we do at Cytosol, you actually are working hard. I mean, I do science every day. Crystal will tell you. You know, I spent an hour today looking at a paper. We publish papers. We actually do the science. We get our hands dirty because we want to create new medicines, new foods. I understand to actually heal people. It's actual innovation. What does Vivek the snake do? Is he doing innovation or is he doing financial engineering? What does he do? He goes to one of the biggest pharma companies called GlaxoSmithKline, GSK, finds a drug that they had created. He didn't even create it. They spent hundreds of millions creating a drug which was meant to be for Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and dementia. Okay? And when you create a drug, first you do, as you remember, you do test tube testing, then you do animal testing, and then you do human testing, and those are called clinical trials. Well, GSK had done four clinical trials, and all of them failed. All of them failed. They tested this drug alone. They tested it with another drug for Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, and, um, and dementia, and failed miserably. You follow what I'm saying? When they test a drug, they recruit patients. That means they're recruiting people who are, oh my God, my mother has Alzheimer's, my father has dementia, and these people are desperate. So they recruit these people, put them on these drugs, right? So it's a pretty arduous process people have to go through. And typically when people go on these drugs, some people, um, if you get a thousand people, some of them don't even finish the, the trial because it had so much adverse effects, okay? So the drug failed four times. So this piece of shit buys this drug from GSK, puts, creates a company called Axovant, A-X-O-V-A-N-T, puts the drug into that company, and then has his mother, his mother, who's a physician, seven-person company, has his mother redo the data analytics, not even any clinical trial, takes one of the four clinical trials which failed, which had about 700 people, throws away in the data all the people that didn't complete the trial, which means those people, which means the drug had adverse effects, redoes the, just redoes the data. It's like bringing into a spreadsheet and then publishes not even a paper in a peer reviewed journal at a poster. By the way, when you do science, if I do results, I can go 
go to a conference, I can get a platform presentation, which means I speak to my colleagues, which is very difficult to get, or I publish a paper in a peer reviewed journal. The lowest form of science is where you do a poster session, which is for like undergraduates, okay? His mother presents at a poster session, the data, and they say, oh my God, the drug works. Knowing it had failed the clinical trials. Then they use that finding in a marketing brochure and they get on TV, this dude Vivek, the snake salesman. Oh, this drug is great, it's awesome. Knowing it's a useless drug. They boost it up for billions of dollars. And let me just share this with you. So it becomes quite apparent. So, um, and all of this is out there. It's out there for everyone to view, but it looks like I'm the only one who's got to put all this crap together and do the work. But let me share it for you right here. Can you guys see the screen here? John? Yes, sir. So, the, hey, uh, so during this period, right, the stock of the company is 100 bucks. He sells about $50 million worth of his stock. He delays the trial for about two years, does a trial here, it fails, and the stock crashes by 99%. They change the name of the company, and they close it down in April of 2023. So basically, it's financial engineering. Look at this. This is a fucking fraud. This has nothing to do with healthcare. Can everyone see this graph, John? Yep. All right. So that's what this guy did. This is not innovation. It's not medicine. It's not caring for other human beings. It's fucking just doing fraud. You know the drug is useless. You have your mama, your mother. Conflict of interest, come on. It's sickening. And that's why the life expectancy rate is going down. No one out there except what we do and the few of us who actually care because we're one of us actually cares enough to do real work. These people are just figuring out how to scam people. Absolute snakes. This whole family's involved. Does everyone understand what I'm talking about? They had a drug that they bought from a big pharma company that had failed. Four clinical trials. Redid the data. Wrote some marketing literature. Took it public. Now, you cannot do this without having friends in high places. You try to take a company public, it's a lot of legal work. You have to spend tens of millions of dollars. You have to have lawyers. You have to have friends in high places. You have to have regulatory authorities. And no judge, no court, no SEC has looked at this. Why? Because they're all part of the system. They all made money off of this. He delayed the actual final clinical trial because he knew it was going to fail. And then he does it and the stock crashes. Meanwhile, he's cashed out. What do you guys think about that? Does that get you fucking angry? So that is an example. And then coming out there and saying, I care for you. All right, comes out of nowhere. Let me give you another example of the snake. Six months ago, he said, yes, I believe in climate change. It is definitely occurring. The Earth's temperature is heating. 
And yesterday in the debate, he says climate change is a hoax. He was watching our stuff. We've been consistent on climate change for the last 10 years. I've been exposing it. So they get data. They say, ooh, the MAGA crowd doesn't believe in climate change. So now you're going to say that. Do you follow what I'm saying? None of it's real. It's just saying what needs to be said so you manipulate people. But meanwhile, you're a big pharma brown noser. So you bring and, and you bring everyone around. Give you another example, and I'll share this with you. In fact, let me just share my screen, and I'll walk you through all of this. And this is just research anyone can go do on their own, and everyone should do this research on their own. But so I just shared with you this. Okay, look at this. This is dis this is disgusting. You make money here, you crash the stock, you screw over patients. All right, let's go over to here. Right. So I put this together. Vivek Ramasamy just said climate change is a hoax, but check out that what he said five months ago. And if you go watch his video, he's saying climate change is absolutely real. The Earth's temperature is heating. In five months, he's able to flip his position. Give you another one. All right. He tried to sue Moderna and Pfizer for patent infringement over vaccines because he had created apparently a vaccine for this. So he's fully in the vaccine business. So much that he went after Pfizer and Moderna on this. He was he paid a Wikipedia editor to remove the fact that he got the Paul and Daisy Soros Fellowship and that he was on the Ohio's COVID-19 response team, which was telling everyone to wear masks, supporting mask mandates and vaccine mandates. So you see, he's got money to pay Wikipedia editors. I don't. You don't. I legitimately created email. They pay off people to change those facts, but he can hire people to go change that. All right. Another example. This guy exposed him. Wall Street Pharma shelf Vivek flip-flopping on his positions. He went from being a critique of Trump then to becoming his bootlicker. He's a complete surrogate. And if you look at his own thing, this is his Wikipedia page. He completely scrubbed it, eliminated the fact that he was part of the Paul uh, Soros. And he said, oh, that's Paul Soros, George Soros's brother. I have nothing to do with George Soros, but that too is a lie. He was on Ohio's COVID-19 response team, which, as I mentioned, again, was promoting vaccine mandates and mask mandates. Had that removed from Wikipedia. You see, with money, you can change your history. And then he says that he was had nothing to do with George Soros, but here's a tweet that he did saying, well said, George Soros, I consider Mr. Z the most dangerous enemy of open societies, okay? And that's in 2021. So he's in complete agreement with George Soros, but then he says he has nothing to do with him. Let me keep going on. His other company, DataVant, is the one that created the surveillance registry to track all of us on COVID-19. So he was the one who created who was getting vaccines and who wasn't. The other thing is he claims now he's, you know, China suddenly his enemy. Well, in 2018, he, he was a featured speaker at the Shanghai Investment Conference. And in one of the deals, his company, Royvant, partnered with the state-owned investment company of China to launch Sinovant Sciences. So the government of China and him worked together to launch another probably useless drug company here. And then here, 
he said, oh, I, I, I never wanted the Soros Fellowship here. The Soros Fellowship is saying, we've learned uh, that PD Soros Fellow is on Twitter. Even better. He goes, oh, just join this year. Still slowly figuring out. So he's supporting them. And then, as you guys know, I put out this whole thing, and I'm going to do a whole video on this, talking about what he did with GSK and the drug, which, which I just went over. All right? So the real question we want to ask is, is this the kind of person that should be president? But more importantly, we need to ask this very, very fundamental question as I started this thing out is, how are these people able to get so much visibility? The New York Times every week has an article about him. The New York Times has a lot of Indian Brahmins working there. They do. So why is that? Why is that? This is not by accident. This is not like he's popular. It's because he's pushed. He's promoted. Just like Obama. Just like Trump. And the fact that we, in 2020, got out there shows our sheer hard work. No one promoted us, everyone. Everything we do, every new person that comes to our movement comes from sheer bloody hard work. No one gives us anything. We fight for every inch we get. And that is a movement. That's real. We're absolutely real. They're all fake. That is why we must grow this movement. To those of you who are new, if you made it this far, well, you've come to the right place. Because we've created the university so you can learn this knowledge. We've created this community. You have someone like me who will, is uncompromising. The leadership of our movement is uncompromising. We will not give one inch to these people. Not one inch. And we're the only ones calling them out. Because we are dedicated, again, back to the eye on the prize, to building a bottoms-up movement. How do you build a bottoms-up movement? Do you wait for them to give you visibility? No. You go on the ground. We must go on the ground. August is the, you know, the anniversary of the invention of email. You know, here is the you know, August 30th, 20, um, in 19, uh, was it 1982? So I would like to have August be the turning point of our movement where we get on the ground. Tomorrow, uh, Chris Bradley, one of our uh, Truth and Health Warrior scholars, flew in from... Um, Indiana with his girlfriend who flew in from United Kingdom. That's the kind of dedicated people we have. We have Jason Long who was working in Florida who moved up here to help us and he went and got a job at Whole Foods and volunteers at our movement. But we need to now explosively grow our movement on the ground. And every one of you can do that in a very simple way. John, if you bring up the, John is going to show you, you can go to vashiva.com or shivaforpresident.com. And John, maybe you can put that link up there. I want everyone to download this flyer. It's a one page flyer. John, can you bring it up, please? Working on it. Yeah. And look, I get on the ground because I believe on the ground. No other presidential candidate will get their hands dirty like I do. We'll be at the train station tomorrow and we'll be handing out thousands of flyers. It's a one page flyer. You can print it out on your on your black and white. Yeah, Beth Russell's got it right there. You can go steal a printer, use your library, hand it out to people. 
And we, the flyer took us, about, it's, it's a piece of technology. It's a weapon, that flyer. And that the reason that flyer is a weapon, it promotes our movement. It says shatter the swarm. It's got a QR code. They can go study the swarm. They can understand our movement. But most importantly, it tells people to wake the fuck up that if you want your children to die, keep doing, keep voting for the lesser of two evils. And so if you scroll down through this, um, you see it's got that graph right there. Your child's lifespan will be shorter than yours. It begins with that. And we have to keep our messaging very simple. And we've nailed it. That graph, John, if you zoom in, says it all. The elites have nothing to, they have no more excuses. If you're doing so fucking great, how come the red line, which is a US life expectancy is going like this? And it's not just suddenly, don't, don't let them use COVID. This has been going on since 1980, okay? So that's our graph. That exposes why we need a systems overhaul. John, scroll up a little bit. So this says your child's life expectancy will be shorter than yours. Since the 1980s, the policies, it's, it's their policies of the swarm. The elites across left and right, Democrat and Republican, have destroyed Americans' life expectancy. The rest of the world will follow the same pattern. Every child on the planet is headed to a shorter lifespan than their parents. This is by design. And what happens when you, quote, vote for the quote, lesser of two evils. We need a systems overhaul, which demands a bottoms up movement by us and for us. And then scroll down, we made it easy. Old flyers, you can do this. There's, you can point your phone at it and it'll take you to the swarm. People can in 15 minutes understand who our enemy is. It's a beautiful video. And go up, so that's the problem. The left column is the problem. The right column is the solution. What's the solution? We need to shatter the swarm. Guess what? We have one of us running for president of the United States. And then you can also go learn the science of systems, which is our movement. N next, bottom right, people can come to our town hall. They just simply point at that little thing and they can register. Thanks, John. That flyer is a goddamn weapon. And I've made it easy for you. We made it easy for you. I can't tell you how much time went into creating that weapon. That flyer is more powerful than a nuclear bomb. It really is. Please download it. We want to get 50 million of those flyers out in the next year. That's the goal. So all of you download that weapon. The pen is mightier than the sword. Download that flyer, hand it out, give it to your neighbors, educate them, show them that graph. Do, if you don't care about yourself, do you care about your freaking children? We must build a bottoms up movement. We must shatter the swarm. And that's it. We've honed our movement to something very simple. And if you want to learn it, go to truthfreedomhealth.com, become a warrior scholar, learn the science, get on the ground. Warrior scholar, warrior scholar. Get on the ground, learn why you must expose and not give one inch to these people. It feels like, you know, our movement always has to do the dirty work. We have to expose Trump. Then we have to expose Kennedy. Now we have to expose this other douchebag, okay? The brown noser. I mean, you look at the guy. The guy sounds like a car salesman. He's a snake. They have to push these people so hard. It's like you ever hear a really bad song on the radio? It, when you first, this is bad, but they keep playing it over and over again. Suddenly you find yourself humming to it. Have you noticed that? It's psychological manipulation. 
And that is where we're at. But the important thing that has never existed in history is a movement exists to expose all of this. So it becomes your duty now, if you made it this far, you know, on August 24, 1236 p.m., and you've heard this and you know this exists, you got to get off your butts now and you have to download that flyer, get a bumper sticker, put it on the back of your car. We have to grow our movement. It's the only way out. We can never win on their battleground. Never. But they fucked up in 2020. We got our word out to about half a billion people. They know we exist. That's why they had to find this brown house slave to serve them. That's what he is. He's a brown-nosed, big pharma fucking snake. And he knows what he's doing. And they know what they're doing. And we have to destroy these people. We have to expose them. And we have to build a bottoms-up movement. So we've created all the infrastructure. Thank you, everyone. So here's your next homework assignment. To those of you who are new, go to truthfreedomhealth.com. Learn the physics. Learn the dynamics. You're not going to learn it anywhere else. We've made it so affordable. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars, 20, 30 years, as I had to do. You learn it. If you're an adult, you pay 100 bucks, which is nothing. When I try to give it away, people are so psychologically fucked up, they don't want to get anything for free. So he said, okay, pay us 100 bucks. But then you get it. Your job is to give it away to as much young students, 13, 13 year olds, for free. So that's a philanthropy. So you get to be a philanthropist. So there's no game here. Like we need to do this to make money. I can make money many other ways. In fact, I've made enough money. I don't need to do this shit. But we have to work with people where they're at and we have to support this movement and we have to grow it now. So it's all handed to you, frankly, on a silver platter. It's all up to you guys on what you want to do. Thank you. Be well, be the light.